I think the Hayes family is one of the best examples of uh, of a group who does what we call tra- traditional. Of course, you know, labels are so dangerous. Yeah. What's, what's contemporary today is going to be traditional tomorrow so quickly it's not going to even be funny. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but, but they do that sound as well as anybody, and they do it well. Yeah. And by well, for most of us in music, we mean they do it in tune. Uh, you know, they've worked on it, they've rehearsed it, they practice it, and it sounds like a group singing together. Plus, they're just wonderful, gracious human beings. On top of all of that, and 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 it just makes for a wonderful, uh, you know, uh, musical musical experience. I think one thing I've always said about the Hayes family—they're so good, but they don't know it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that even makes them better. Yes. Yeah. Um, they were at my church, I guess, about two weeks ago. And of okay. course. Um, and where's that? And. Central Baptist Church in Marietta. I play for the piano for that church, and yeah. uh, I had him there. And of course, Jimmy Jones came that night. And Eva Faye came that night, and uh, Ron Hutchins with Inspirations. He drove down from Bryson City, North Carolina, just to hear him that night. You know, it's just you had a lot of. Um, I call them their singers group, I guess, to a certain yeah. extent. Oh, they really are, and and they're musical. I keep telling young kids. Who, who want to go into music. In fact, I just spoke to Ben Spears, uh, Stamps Baxter School of Music uh, kids. There are about 300 of them there. Bright young kids. And I said, learn a musical language. Because I, I, am, I am so weary of dealing with wonderful young kids with good talent, but who are musically ignorant when they get in the studio because they just don't have a musical language. Those kids are good musicians. If if I could, I have a question sort of on this. I hope I'm not, not uh, beating this to this. It may be more of a personal question um, as far as the genre. You say we, we've, we've got to remember the past, but labels are dangerous. Um, if you've got, and you can use a radio station as an example, but if you look, if, if you play just traditional quartet music and you've got another station that plays bluegrass gospel music and you've got another station that plays maybe inspirational, uh, having them divided like that, is that... Detrimental to, uh, <laughs> to to the genre. Well, you're asking me how to run a radio station, and I would even dare to, <laughs> uh, dare dare to answer that question because I I don't know how that works out from a marketing perspective because the marketers would tell you aim for something at least hit something yeah, you know yeah. and uh, what what's the old, the old saying if you aim for everything you're probably going to miss uh, and uh, but. I don't know how we have done it in these arenas across the country uh, because we are all across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're not – it's really – and I've dodged those labels like crazy, uh, even including Southern Gospel because, we're, 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 I mean, we, we, yes, we are part Southern Gospel, but we are something else besides that too, you know. Uh, you've asked a very, very good question there. Maybe there, there there could be time sections where you know from six to seven you know this is going to be this you know this this period. I don't think people who love the 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 broader thing about what I'm talking about. I don't think there are people who are going to turn that dial off after seven o'clock is done. If you come on with uh, an Isaac's tune, mm-hmm. if you come on with somebody with a you know who, who's who, you know who's doing bluegrass gospel, you know. Uh, And I'll go farther than this. I think there's another responsibility that you have as programmers. I think we have been guilty in the past of, of uh, philosophically and theologically 
letting some pretty weak songs go by. They're just not that strong. Yeah. I mean, the one reason we love this era we're talking about is Fat Ellis was a pretty good preacher, too. Mm-hmm. And he didn't write a lyric that was really not that good of a lyric when it's all said and done, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I think in the last 20 years, there's been some pretty weak songs that have got up at a pretty high level just simply because there were, and this is, this is true in any kind of music, because there were some cute kids singing it, or they sang, you know, they sold it well. And Jake would say that was true at the Statesman. You know, there were, he said, sometimes we sold a load of wood, he'd, he'd call it, you know. <laughs> it wasn't really that good. But that song didn't live. But Prayer is the Key to Heaven did live. And yeah. the Master did live. And the good songs did live. And I think maybe my answer to you, Daniel, is this. I think the program director has to be a little bit more of a, of a screener on the quality of the song, period. Is this a good song? Is this saying a good thing? Mm-hmm. Does it have some good poetry to it? I mean, the reason we still quote Stuart Hamlin, it, you know, things like, the things of earth will dim and lose their value. If we'll recall, they're just borrowed for a while. It's just a great lyric. Yeah. 1952 and 2003. Yeah. And the things of earth that cause the heart to tremble, remember there will only bring a smile. It's a great lyric. Could we would think the ocean fell and where the skies of parchment made, where every stalk on earth it quill and every man the scribe betrayed. To write the love of God above would drain the oceans dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, those stretched from sky to sky. It's a good lyric, whether it was you know, sung back in 1930 or in 2003. Mm-hmm. And I think we ought to be a, a tad more uh, discriminatory on the lyric. Not that we haven't all let let boogie woogie stuff get by because it felt good and it it was fun to do. I've done it, you've done it, we've all done it. Mm -hmm. You know. I I I I appreciate that. I've I've been struggling with that, and like I said, that may be more of a personal thing for us here because we've we've been in discussions and there's even been talk, and I don't know if uh, how far you what to label the station musically. Uh, solid gospel is what we call it because it's part of, of Jim Cumby's network, but you know, it's Southern gospel. But I got in trouble one time. I recorded the show and I, at the end of the program, I said, what would Jesus listen to? <laughs> and I said, of course, Southern gospel, of course. <laughs> but no, he had to take that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, he probably listened to some Hebrew. Da 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 da. Yes, right. Can you put that in cut time? 